Hello and welcome to the I'm Walking Here podcast. Come and listen to some idiots talk about sports and give their takes for a while. Welcome back to another episode of I'm Walking Here. I'm your resident master, as always, Ian Cusick. Joined by good friend, as always, the New Yorker, Bryce Olds. How you doing today, Bryce? Oh, I'm all right. I'm 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 okay. It's uh, it's a little hot. A little hot. It is in uh, your neck of the woods. It's June, so I don't know. Today wasn't too bad here. It's uh, we got a nice little breeze coming off from the uh, the coast. <laughs> we ain't the fucking Weather Channel. Wait, we aren't. I had talked to some people, actually. Oh, well. See, one of those people you didn't talk to was uh, me, but that's fine. <laughs> anyway. Imagine, right? Yeah. I don't know where we're going with this, but... Uh, it beats fucking me anyways. So, we got basketball to be wrong about. Yeah, we got more basketball to be wrong about, because we haven't done that enough this... Uh, this spring and summer. No, we, we apparently have not. So right now the Bucks are embarrassing the Hawks. Uh, it's more of what I expected from this series, to be honest. I mean, well, first of all, we have to acknowledge the fact that we were, uh, I think, both wrong about the Bucks and uh, Nets. I think we uh, yes, we were. Nets. Actually, we were both wrong about both series because I know for damn sure we both picked the Sixers as well. Um, I think we should talk about the Sixers a little bit to start. I mean, and how should, hilarious of a team they are? It's really ain't even funny no more. I object that, or I not I object. I just disagree. That is, I find it to be very hilarious. I it's I just feel bad like. <laughs> I mean, they're committed to Ben Simmons. I don't know why. That is a fucking mystery to me, why they'd be committed to Ben Simmons at this point. Um, Doc Rivers has looked like a bad hire. I'm not 100% sure I loved it to start either. Um, but, I mean, shit. Ben Simmons, in my opinion, if I was running the Sixers, if I was a GM... Ben Simmons would be out the fucking door after the series. I know right now his value is at an all-time low, and maybe it'd be smarter to play it out a little more, but I don't know how you can look him in the face and say that's our centerpiece after that series. I just don't. I'd be very concerned if you saw him as your centerpiece right now. Like, I mean, they do. They treat him like that, and they say publicly they that They shouldn't is. be, though. That's the thing. Like, that... This underpiece is very obviously Joel. I mean, at this point, it's not even a debate. I know there used to be a debate who's more important, and that was really even going into this uh, earlier part of the season. I mean, I know the Nets lost too, but God, they look dumb for not trading for Harden right now. I mean, honestly, giving up Ben Simmons for James Harden does not look like it's that bad now. It it didn't look that bad to begin with. That's a move that you should have made. I see no reason why you would 
not make that move, to be honest. It just doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, I guess in the moment, the Sixers did look phenomenal in the regular season, and part of that was because of Ben Simmons. But after this playoff series, obviously, now it looks like you know they probably shouldn't have made that deal. I mean, we we saw what Harden did for the Nets. Like, if he's healthy, they win that series. I, Imagine yeah, honestly, what he does I mean, yeah. with this Sixers team. But this, I mean, probably a little less because the team wouldn't be as good. Yeah, but they they still win this series. They win the series easily. I mean, this they team doesn't lose to the Hawks in seven. No, with they Harden. definitely don't. Well, the thing is with Harden, I mean, to even further your point here, when everyone was out but Harden, they did the best. When it was like just one of the superstars, they did the best with Harden. When it was just two of the superstars, they did better when Harden was one of those two. And Harden probably had the best season of all of those guys. I mean, KD was out for a really long time with injury. Kyrie missed a lot of time. Harden missed a lot less time than those two. Um, I mean, even without Kyrie in this series, I think if Harden did stay healthy, they win. Um, even if it's like for one or two more games, like if he's healthy for game five or six, like they probably win the series. I mean, yeah, probably, but I mean, it's an unfortunate truth. That's just how injuries are sometimes, you know. It's very inopportune. That was the one thing I think that would have stopped the Nets. I think if the Nets did stay healthy, and that was admittedly a big if, and it ended up being their downfall, um, they would win the championship sleepwalking, I think. Admittedly, all three of these superstars they have are have a recent string of injury problems. KD, very recent, obviously just coming off of the... Uh, ACL tear. Uh, Kyrie has always had issues. Harden, Harden really hasn't, but he has some nagging. Yeah, stuff, he gets, like, He doesn't. I don't think he's had any like serious long term stuff, but he's had like a lot of like short term. Yeah, he gets a lot of nagging injuries, but he doesn't have any long term. Which still, that's not ideal. Like, no, one long term injury or a long history of short term nagging stuff. That's still, that's still not something you want. I think the Nets, if they stay healthy, though, if they keep that core, they will win a ring. Uh, uh, it's only a matter of time and health. The Bucks, I mean, though, um, congrats to them. Uh, I don't know. They kind of just lucked into this position, especially with the Sixers now being out. And, uh, I mean, they lost game one, though. The Hawks did take one in, uh, in Milwaukee. This game is, I mean, it's gotten out of hand. It's they're up damn near 40 and it's the third quarter. Like it's, it's gotten out of hand. So we're yeah, say it's, it's one, this one. is uh, not a good look for the Hawks, but frankly, if you're the Hawks, like you have no right to complain about anything because you had no business getting this far in the first place. So you can't I mean, we, I, again. we, we've okay. I mean, uh, let's think about the history here. We had the Knicks beating them in the first round. Both of us, I had Knicks in six. I don't remember what you had. I had Nixon um, six, I believe, as well. We had I said Hawks I said Sixers in five uh in that series. They end up winning in seven. I I think you said Sixers in either four or five. 
You might have said four. I, I think I was very. I think I did call for the sweep. So, you know, we'll look. We'll look back on that sometime. Um. Now here they are. Um, we're gonna say tie in the Eastern Conference Finals. So good for them. I am impressed. I definitely did not see them getting this far. Um. But I do think I, if the Bucks don't finish this shit out. I, Bucks have to win the series. There's no way the Bucks don't win the series. I mean, I obviously there is a way because the Hawks have, you know, they slayed the number one seed, so nothing's impossible. But I would think it's absolutely ridiculous if the Bucks win the series. I mean, they have to. It's time. Giannis has to prove himself. I mean, he did have that phenomenal uh, game six and game seven to close the shit out, but. He's got to win this ring. Like, this is the ring he has to win. It's not going to be easy because both of those Western Conference teams are fucking tough. So. Well, let's uh, let's talk about this Western Conference right now because. Uh... So, yeah, it's 2-1 Suns. I mean, it's really interesting that uh, Chris Paul comes back in game three for the first game and they lose. Admittedly, uh, he didn't play well coming back, so. Maybe he might have been a little rushed. I guess nobody really played well, completely honest, because Booker also played pretty bad. Um, tell you what, though, Aiden is having a fucking hell of a season for Aiden. You know what, man? I'm glad because I was a pro Aiden, and I'm glad he's coming into his own. So good for him. Um, but the Clippers, I listen, man. I think we've been giving PG his praise, and obviously the game too shit. Did not go his way, but um, I got to, you know, who I really got to give credit to now and who the Clippers have been giving credit to this whole time is Ty Lue. Um, they've been down 2-0 in every single series that they've been in to this point, and they have battled. They're, they've won every game three. I, they swing the momentum. I mean, even with Kawhi not in the uh, in the lineup right now, and he honestly probably won't return this playoffs. And they're still, you know, they look like they haven't missed a beat. I mean, this is the team that we thought they were last year, really. Just that solid next man up kind of squad. I mean, that's that's what we expected them to be. We expected them to have like you know, you got PG and Kawhi. Solid team. They got decent enough depth to, you know, make a serious run out of it. Now we're actually seeing what this team should be capable of. Admittedly, I haven't been very high on the Clippers since last postseason. I thought that, okay, yeah, maybe this team just doesn't have it. This team team is is good. This team can fight, man. I mean, really. I mean, Reggie Jackson's been a great addition. Um, Terrence Mann has really come onto the scene this postseason, especially with that. Huge game in the last round against the Jazz. It's just they crazy. Look, they just look good at every turn. I mean, they, people were slandering the shit out of them in the first round when they went down 2-0 to the Mavericks. Uh, and then you had that whole uh, Lucas too small thing. Or, or not Lucas too small, Pat Bev's too small. And all that shit, all that shit they were talking. They end up getting beat in seven. And that game seven loss sent this Mavs team into turmoil. 
Um, they look fucking dead. I, I don't even know how much longer Luca's going to be there at this point. That's how bad it is. Um, they hired Jason Kidd today, which is a horrible hire. He's never been good at any team he's coached. Coached the Bucks, couldn't do shit with him, even with Giannis blooming into a superstar. Uh, couldn't, it was absolutely abysmal with the Knicks. Cannot imagine he's going to be good with the Mavericks, especially in the situation they're in where Luka is very unhappy. Um, KP does not look like the star they thought they were getting out of that trade. It's just a really bad situation in Dallas right now. It really is bizarre how we went from the Knicks like absolutely hating the fact that, well, I guess we went from thinking that uh, the Mavs absolutely swindled the Knicks to the point where like people were actively making fun of the Knicks for that to now, holy shit, maybe the Knicks did win the trade after all. It's one of those I don't, trades. I, like, can't, I can't say the Knicks won the trade because admittedly Dennis you know, Dennis has been fucking terrible. Um, like abysmal, not even an NBA level player. Uh, but those picks do look nice now. Gotta say, especially with the turmoil they're in and the team really not being good. I mean, that team really isn't good. It's really just Luca and a bunch of just guys. Like, they're not really, there's not a true number two. And KP. I keep saying this over and over. Phil Jackson was fucking right. KP has a massive ego for how average he is. I mean, he's seven foot three and he plays like a fucking shooting guard. That's useless, man. It's terrible. I mean, obviously, you know, you know him better as a player than I do since. You know, he played for you guys for a few years, but I mean... I mean, he, he really doesn't change his game. He's done nothing. He's really not developed at all. He's the same player he was. Admittedly, when he was on the Knicks, I thought he was pretty good. Like, I thought he was going to be a guy we could use in the future. Um, but his his ego is just ridiculous. Um, and I think he has, like, family members as his agents as well, and they cause problems, too. Just a fucking nightmare. And KP, that's another player that his value is fucking plummeted if they wanted to trade him. Like, they would not get that much for him, I can't imagine, if they wanted to trade him. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if the Mavs are going to hold on to him. Are going to hold on to uh, Luca? I mean, they should. It's well. I think it's a matter of if they can convince Luca to stay more than a can they keep Luca. I don't think they can. Be completely honest with you. At this point, it does not look like Luca wants anything to do with Dallas. Well, all right. Where? Oh, obviously, I think just about every team in the league, with any semblance of cap space, is going to try to go for him. But like. I, I don't even know if I can say where would he be the best fit because I'm trying to think where anywhere. would he not be a fit. Yeah, anywhere. He could fit anywhere. I think every team will gun for him if he's available. Um, he would probably like to play in a big market, though. I'm assuming like like a Houston or a Los Angeles or a New York. God, imagine him on the fucking Rockets. 
That would be hell. That, that would definitely be hell. You know who I honest to God think is going to be a Nick, though? Like, I, I obviously fuck around and say, oh, yeah, Luca is going to the Knicks and shit. But you know who I honestly think is going to end up being on the Knicks? Who? Once he's available, Zion. I 100% think he's going to be a Nick one day. I mean, he's playing in the smallest market in the NBA right now. I mean, you, uh, he fucking, uh, all he does is rave about how much he loves MSG and how he, you know, wants to be a big market player. And I, who can fucking blame him? You know, like, he, uh, he needs to be a big market. See, we just had the draft lottery as well the other night. David Stern must be fucking rolling in his grave. They just gave Cade Cunningham to Detroit. Are you fucking kidding me? David Stern is losing his mind. He is looking up and he is furious right now. Like, and I don't even blame him. What What are we doing? Like, Obviously, I'm fucked up for suggesting rigging the draft in sports is good, but rigging the draft in sports is fucking good. It, you know, from a marketing standpoint, strictly from a marketing standpoint, not even a competitiveness standpoint, rigging the draft so that big market teams get the top draft picks, I, I yes. shouldn't even need to say this. It is a good thing. Yes. For I'm sorry, but fuck small market teams. <laughs> we don't <laughs> fucking care. We, I mean, let's look we, back at the 2019 draft, and I think the Lakers were in contention for a top pick too. Yes, they? they were. So let, let's let's imagine that Zion they, and they ended up one and two, but they ended up with the Knicks and the Lakers. They ended up getting the fourth pick. Well, they traded that pick for AD. So yeah. Um. So that pick would have went to Atlanta because I think Atlanta ended up having it. But just, I mean, even Atlanta, even Ja, or or it wouldn't have been Ja because they had trade. If they got two. Would they have taken R.J. Barrett, maybe? They might have. I mean... That's still not a bad, you know... R.J. Oh, R.J. ended up in New York, so it's really not that fucking bad. Um, But Zion and John Morant should be playing in big market teams, not the fucking Grizzlies and Pelicans. I'm sorry. I hate it. I... I, I, no offense, small market teams, but we don't care about you as much. I mean, you're not wrong. I, I don't... And I get that, yeah, you can't rig it every year for the big market teams, but when you got... got, you, you, should got only, you should only rig it if there's, like, potential superstar talent in the draft. If they, if they develop into a superstar completely naturally, that's fine. But, like, in a Cade Cunningham situation... That pick needs to go to the biggest market team that's bad. That pick cannot be going to the fucking Pistons. That's just, that's offensive. I would go to the fucking ABL. I would play in Australia another year if that's what it took. Like, fuck that. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm sorry, Dave, but no one. I'm sorry, but I'm not. I'm just saying, I'm not yeah. sitting there thinking I really want to watch the fucking Pistons right now. Like, who who would want that? Probably Detroit fans, but then again, I don't even. Would Detroit, would Detroit Ooh, fans I, really want to watch them that badly yet? I guess if they had Cade, yeah, but like, that's not going to get national interest. It's not like the fucking Pelicans are setting the fucking world on fire because they got Zion. I, mean, think, I, don't, I don't think they even had that many nationally televised games because it's no, they do. Games. They do get a ton of nationally televised games actually because of do Zion. They, they, they could do. just because of Zion, though. 
So like, yes. what about the games where? So what about the games where Zion was hurt? I don't think they can. I don't think they can flex games well, out of national. No, slots. they didn't, and they showed them. Which, yeah, of course, that is the issue. Like, if you're gonna rig the draft, you got to do it for the marketable guy, the most marketable guys. Like, if it's a totally normal draft, you don't think there's gonna be a fucking god in any of these players, and then, and then don't rig it. But like situations like 2019, where you send fucking Zion and Jaw to. New Orleans and Memphis, that's fucking terrible. That's egregious. David Stern is looking up pissed. And I, I normally disagree with the concept. Speaking from a competitive standpoint, obviously I disagree with rigging a draft. I think I think it, it's, it makes sense why they at least put some sort of influence on it. I don't know how much rigging exactly is being done. But it does make sense from a marketing standpoint. Like, they'd want the big guy, like, you know, the creme de la creme of this draft to go to a big market team. Your New Yorks, your LAs. Although it would get pretty exhausting seeing New York get the big guy every year, Los Angeles get the big guy every year. Eventually, they're going to move out of that position, though. I mean, look at the Knicks. The Knicks haven't, the Knicks have missed on damn near every draft pick in the last fucking decade but they they're a playoff team i mean not a good one but they've fucking made it um like eventually the situations turn around and you don't have to do that anymore and new players come up but like it's just it pisses me off that we're gonna have so much talent rotting away because like i mean jaw is doing everything in his fucking power right now in memphis like yeah i mean they damn near made the playoffs um, they lost in their playing game. Actually, no, they did. They did make the playoffs. What are they talking about? Didn't they make the fucking playoffs this year? Didn't they win the one of their playing games? I think they won a play a playing. Actually, did they? I don't think they did. Yeah, they beat the Warriors. Yeah, they played the Jazz in the first round and got beaten. Five. Oh yeah, I was I was looking for New Orleans for some reason, but no, Memphis yeah, didn't make the playoffs. New Orleans has made a lot of moves. Admittedly, they have tried to build around Zion, but it just has not been working. Is the problem? Yeah, I mean, I I I I do see what you're saying though, Zion. Will absolutely be a Nick when his contract expires. It it just it he's makes too much sense. He's, he's not gonna stay. There's no fucking chance. I don't even know if they'll have the money to keep him. Um, I mean, I'm sure they'll have the money to keep him. It's a matter of do you want to spend that much money on a guy who doesn't even want to be there, knowing that there are yeah. bigger market there are bigger market teams who are willing to pay out the nose for him. Yeah, but it's not like they see any of that money. <laughs> I mean, I I just think it makes too much sense. I think the Pelicans they'll give him an offer, but I think he can if he get even if he gets an I, equal or yeah. slightly lesser offer. I don't think he stays. That's the thing is situation as well. Like if there's a if you got a team like Philly who's in a situation where they could use Zion. And they offer him less money, but like it's Philly, it's a bigger market and it's a contender. More importantly, although admittedly, you not, not Utah, New Orleans has built a pretty solid team around Zion. It just hasn't worked out so far. 
I mean, they did try to tell us that um, Eric Bledsoe was the answer, and they straight away drew, which is not something I can Yeah, how'd, how'd that turn out? It didn't. It didn't turn out, did it? Lonzo Ball is. It's time to. It's just time to face the facts. The the guy's not good. He's just not a good basketball player. Oh, he's a. Actually, that's is the problem. He is a good basketball player, but that's not good enough for this Pelicans team. I feel like you shouldn't be relying on Zon or on Lonzo to be that guy. He's a good supporting player, but if you're relying on Lonzo to drop like. 20 plus a game you're not in a good situation it's just not gonna work can't do it if you got if you got lonzo like you know as a guy who can help set up plays i know i know you don't want that you want more from a number two overall pick which is fair at, like at this point you know that he's not ever going to be that guy. yeah he, like you know you know he's not that guy but it, that's still like he's been in the league long enough to know like this is what his skill set is this is where he excels this is where you probably shouldn't have to rely on him for I don't understand uh, what Steven Adams bringing either that didn't make a lot of sense It, it seemed desperate definitely was Zion, I mean, Zion had a phenomenal year this year. I mean, he was crazy. He shot 61% this year. Now, admittedly, he shot under 30% from three. Does need to work on that, but 61%. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, are we really going to say that because Zion is a below-average three-point shooter, is that really a knock against him when he's got so many other skill set? and he has like I mean, such a great skill set that, like, nah, are we really worried about how how well Zion can hit a three? I think honestly, it should be something he works on because a three ball yeah, is absolutely just a huge part of the game. But it is something that should be worked on. But I mean, if you're averaging twenty seven percent on sixty one percent, twenty seven points on sixty one percent, I'm really not that concerned. Um, admittedly, but. Shit, man. Basketball's getting wild. How do you um, feel about the Celtics coaching search? Or they hired uh, they hired, they hired guy. the guy from Brooklyn. I forget what it, uh, Udomi, I think it is. Udomi? I like Udomi. the hire. You know, he looks promising. I'm it's not going to pretend to know a lot about the guy, but... Admittedly, it's a much better hire than, like, Jason Kidd or Chauncey Phillips or, like, Mark I mean, Jackson. That's, look, that's, that's setting the bar... Incredible. Yes, it is. That is a very low bar. However, it was very possible you did bring in one of those guys. So I, I would just sigh of relief that you did not do that. I think uh, Chauncey Billups is getting hired by somebody. I forget. Who. I think he was. Was it the Pacers that were? It might have been. Uh oh he no he's the front runner for Portland's job. Portland, that's what it was, yeah. But um yeah, no, I was very much not looking I I I there, I had people I didn't want, so obviously I didn't want Jason Kidd. Wasn't very high on Chauncey. Mark Jackson not very high on. 
I was very intrigued with the possibility of maybe like Becky Hammond. I know that mm. might have been a long shot, but I mean, hey, if judging by the things I've heard about her, how she's essentially a female Popovich. Well, I think that's that. I think that is the problem with getting Becky Hammond is she's a hundred percent just going to take over for Pop in San Antonio. I think that I think that is the plan. Whenever Pop decides to retire, for all we know, Pop could just be a cyborg at this point. Where you know he. He's actually just a basketball coaching cyborg, and not even. A I think he's. I think he's going to wrap up his career pretty soon. Next couple of years, probably one or two years. I mean, see, Spurs are just not the great fucking dynasty they were anymore. Uh, I don't think Pop has the energy to grind them back up to that level either. At this point, so. And I think Pop's going to wrap his career up pretty soon. I mean, they weren't even close to 500 this year. Which, I mean, that this Spurs roster isn't exactly a world beater. No, like... I, I feel like this team should be 500, though, at this point. Like, DeJounte should, you know, probably be a bit more... Uh, relied upon than he might be. Uh, DeRozan, obviously. Uh, DeRozan was the team's leading scorer, and I just don't think that's going to get the job done. Yeah, and you know, maybe, maybe he, maybe this will be his last season. I don't know if he said he's coming back this season or not, but honestly, if he decides to hang it up after once this season wraps up, can you really blame him? No, I, I, I mean. It, he, he has nothing left to prove. No, he doesn't. He's been coaching for over 40 years. Actually, that's a lie. No, he hasn't. As a, in general, he's been coaching since 1973. He was a GM of the Spurs before he was a coach. Uh, he was an assistant coach with the Spurs before becoming head coach. I'm pretty sure he was a GM. It doesn't say anything about being a GM. I could be, I mean, I could be wrong, but. So, um, do we have anything else basketball wise to talk about? How do you think the series is going to go in the uh, West? West, I think the Suns win it in six, but I think it's going to be a harder, hard fought six. Suns in six, you say? I'm thinking Suns in six. I th- these Clippers, they're going to give it. A, they're going to give them a run for their money. They've shown time and time again that you know they're not going to just lay down and die. If you go up, you know, two nothing, something like that, they will fight back. They were pretty dominating in Game Three. I expect them to come out guns a blazing in Game Four and beyond. So it's really a matter of can the so, Suns match pace, and I think the Suns can. So I think it's going to come down to the fact that Kawhi's just not playing. I think that is going to take a toll on them eventually. Um, I'm going to say the Suns win in seven games. Um, I don't remember if we made predictions last week and we're changing them. I don't remember, but I think at this point, I think Suns in seven is what I'm going to go for the East. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm going to stick to like a Bucks and six. Um, it's hard not to say the Bucks are going to win the series, especially after that just dominating win tonight. Um, I, I think Bucks and six this is what's going to happen. 
So we're gonna get a Bucks Suns final, which honestly, honestly, the the NBA could have done worse. Yeah, in terms of good basketball, that's that's pretty good. It's uh, two so fun teams Greg, to watch. I mean, yeah. So, uh, fun fact about Greg Popovich: we were talking about him. He uh, he was in he was at Golden State, and then he came back to San Antonio in right. nineteen ninety four as the executive vice president of basketball operations and general manager. And then he, I believe he fired the coach who was coaching originally. He took over in 96 and has been their coach ever since. That's kind of funny. He like, he fired you. He fired my job now. Yep. He fired the head coach said, screw this. I'm going to coach and became probably the best basketball coach ever. That's pretty, uh, that's pretty hype. He literally just said, I'll do it myself. And then did this. I respect that. Then he started a dynasty. Good for him. I respect Uh, the hell out of that. So hockey news, uh, we have our final. Uh, wow, wow, Bryce initiating the hockey talk. Yeah, uh, that's really all got... I can say. Um, yeah, Islanders went out sad, which unfortunately means that the Lightning are winning the or and yeah, I, I, you know I'll say it, the Lightning are winning the finals. I think the Lightning are winning. I don't know shit. I don't know if the Habs are like really good or not. The Habs. So let, let's talk about the Habs for a sec because this team. Is doing is committing some fuckery on the ice, and I don't know how they're pulling this off. But this team was down three games to one in the first round against Toronto. Who, yes, they're perennial chokers, so it wasn't totally unexpected that they blew the lead. Hilariously enough, they did in fact blow the three-one lead, and it wasn't really even close. Montreal just kind of spanked them around for a full series. So they're thinking, okay, yeah, that was funny and all. But now they got to play Winnipeg, which is wrong because they didn't play Winnipeg. They played Edmonton. I'm going to talk about hockey. I should at least get it right. Actually, that's a lie. They did play Winnipeg. I'm wrong. What the fuck are you doing? I'm. It's been a long day, and I thought Edmonton won the series, but no, it was Winnipeg. Winnipeg, on paper, is a much better team than Montreal. It's really not even debatable. Which, of course, is why Montreal swept them. Obviously. Of course, as, as they do. There was a really funny TikTok I saw on the timeline after that. <laughs> it was someone like, I just moved to Montreal from Germany. Can someone explain what's going on? Why do people have cleaning supplies in the streets? <laughs> I, I didn't see that, but I don't doubt that Montreal was just an absolute nightmare after that series. And now they're facing the Lightning. You know, funny, the Lightning are like the only team out of the bubble so far that won and has actually made it back to the championship. Well, yeah, I mean... Obviously, the jury is still out on the Dodgers, but we'll see. This Lightning team is really good. And this team, you know, they won the Stanley Cup last year. It wasn't unreasonable for them to assume that they were coming back again this year. They did pull some shenanigans with the uh, salary cap this year, which is 
totally legal, but a little controversial in that aspect. They did a little trolling. Well, one of their main guys was dealing with a shoulder injury. So what they did was they put him on long-term IR for the full season, let him heal up his shoulder, let his $12 million cap hit not count on the books for this season. And then brought in something else. They brought in, like, I don't think they brought in anyone big, but they just don't have $12 million on the books for his contract. Came back to the postseason, activated him from long-term IR, and since the salary cap, it doesn't apply right now. So technically, yeah, because you really can't really make any moves other than bringing guys back from long-term IR. They got one of their key pieces back just in time for the playoffs to start without any like penalty due to the caps. People are a little salty about that, but they, did, they didn't do anything illegal. So it's, in my opinion, they just did a little trolling. So. They really did. They did. They, you know, partook in a little bit of a... Tomfoolery. How do you put it? Tomfoolery, yes. Yeah. So it was a it was a great move by the Lightning. I, I you really can't say anything else about that. It was just a fantastic move. Um, so that's how, so. In your expert opinion, who do you think wins the Stanley Cup? Uh Lightning and five. Lightning and five. Really? I mean, I, after all this magic, the Habs are pulling. Not seeing it. Believe me, I even though there's a Bruins Habs rivalry that like. It's been that way as long as hockey's really been a thing, because you know these are two original six teams we're talking about. Realistically, I just don't see it happening against the Lightning. I know I said I I've said it multiple times. I didn't see it happening against Vegas. I didn't see it happening against Winnipeg. This is different though. It sure Raza said Vegas sweeps. So <sighs> you know, let's let's turn to Raza if he's said anything since uh since this game's ended. Nope, he's just talking about Karinikov, so... Yeah, that makes that. That's that does point. make sense. Um, so, I guess baseball. So, some funny, funny baseball. Nothing's really going on. Uh, the Yankees are still bad. That's a real surprise. Um, the Mets look fucking shit today. They didn't score an earned run in 16 innings in their uh, split doubleheader today. They did not arrest one of the games. They did. Did they? They won the second game today, right? They won the first game. No, they won the. Oh wait, was that the first one? It was the first one. They won. They lost the second one. Oh. Noted. All right. I mean, hey man, for a team that was screaming about how good they were, they. I mean. They don't look good. I mean, the NL East looks like fucking garbage right now. But, uh, yeah, I'm not exactly good. worried about any of these teams making a big splash right now. Although, I, I mean, yeah, we're talking shit about them, but the AL East looks like fucking piss too. So, look, at least the AL East looks kind of, kind of competitive right now. It really doesn't. I mean, look, you got four teams above 500. Can you really say the same with the NL East? <laughs> well, no, because only one team's above 500. Right, um, and frankly, Toronto's better than the Mets, in my opinion. Maybe Toronto. Maybe that's recency bias right now. Record. I think. I think as a like a full unit, I think Toronto would beat the Mets in like any given series. I don't know why that would matter. I mean, because they're not going to meet I'm, each other. They're not. But my point is, like, I think it's kind of telling if the fourth best team in the AL East. 
is a better team than the first place team in the NL East. I, That's Toronto, my point. Literally, the only issue with Toronto, I think Toronto would probably be in the hunt for the AL East crown if they had a bullpen. If they just had a bullpen, I think they would be fucking. Really what do you got? You got to remember, two Springers out for a few more weeks. No Springers. That's- Springer had a home run tonight. He is not out anymore. He is back. I thought he was out. He's hit three home runs already. <laughs> when did he come back? He came back recently. Okay, uh, I thought I thought he was still out. So that's he my came bad. back three days ago. Totally went over my head. But um, huh? Springer, I mean, Springer is back. I mean, Vlad looks like a legitimate MVP this season. Um, I think the race, honestly, from here on out, should be only Otani and Vladdy. Should be the only two considered. Um, and I think if I had to pick one to give it to, I'd give it to Vladdy, but they'd probably give it to Otani because he pitches. I think Otani is just not that Vladdy Jr. isn't a marketable player. But Otani is just so marketable in that he's one of the best pitchers and one of the best hitters in the league. One of the I think he's an overrated pitcher. I he is I mean he, he consistently can hit a hundred on the gun. That doesn't which is mean unheard of for someone who can also hit the ball really far. Hitting a hundred on the gun doesn't mean you're a fucking phenomenal pitcher. You throw the ball hard is what that means. And I also, mean I don't the I don't, I don't know if I consider him overrated though. That's a thing. Like I think he can bat up his bat up his uh, pitcher. On the mound, I think he is a bit overrated. Um, I'll tell you what though, who's having like a really good fucking season, unsurprisingly, is Mike fucking Trout. I mean, when doesn't he? Right? Mike Trout maybe should also be considered. I mean, he's slugging. He's the only guy on the Angels as good as Otani's been that's slugging up or has an OPS above a thousand. Um. Otani well, is Trout. I don't know if they. I don't know if they're gonna give Trout. They could give Trout the MVP because he's missed the last month, more than the last month actually. I mean, yeah, he's missed a lot of time, and I think that and he's gonna he's gonna miss at least two more weeks. I think they. Yeah, he's out of the race because of that alone. But his season so far has been fucking crazy. He's been fantastic, but like it's Mike Trout. You don't expect Mike. If Mike Trout has a bad season, that's something you're like, oh shit. <laughs> if Mike Trout you know, has a 320 season with 30 home runs, that's like an okay season for him, which is kind of ridiculous. I think the, the the first season Mike Trout isn't absolutely nasty. That's when we know, oh man. That's when we know. Thing is, uh, when does that come? He's under contract until he's like 38 or something like that. I mean, he's only 29. And, like, baseball is a sport where you can really be good until, like, your late 30s. Um, Yeah, as long as you take care of yourself, you can have very good longevity. Yeah. So, Otani is only 26. (laughs) Jesus. He did did have to get surgery on his throwing arm, though, didn't he? Otani has had Tommy John, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean... Which is, I mean, that makes it even more so impressive that he can still hit 100 on the gun consistently after having Tommy John does speak to him. Which, I mean, that that does happen after Tommy John. You are stronger for a little bit after you have Tommy John. So I don't know if this is going to be sustainable, but I would assume that he can 
I think he can keep this going for right now, but I think he does transition into a hitter eventually. Because I don't think I, yeah. I, this might not be for another like seven eight years. He's not I don't pitch think for another seven eight years. I can't see I, that at the latest seven eight years. That's okay. I don't think it's sustainable for his body. I can't see it. Um, I think honestly, uh, I don't know. You might be right, but. I can't see him pitching more than five more years, and that even that's kind of pushing it. I, I think a big amount of it's just going to be how all right, how much can your arm take? If his arm keeps going, they'll probably keep having him pitch. That might not be a good idea, but I, I have to assume that they probably will keep him going as long as it can take. And if that happens and he blows out his arm like that, then boom, that's the end of his pitching career right there. But until then, I, I don't see why you stop pitching him until yeah. the time comes. I, yeah, I guess. May as well. MVP, AL MVP is going to be kind of kind of nasty. How do you think NL MVP is going to look? I don't really think there's a... Big time front runner right now for NL MVP. Um, I mean, with what Degrom's doing right now, I don't know if they're gonna do that. When's the last time that happened? Kershaw, like six years ago, that happened. I don't. I can't remember the, another time more recently. I kind of just want to put this out there, and it might call me crazy for this, but I think. Jesse Winker has a legitimate argument for MVP. I mean, you're not wrong. He and, is, uh, yeah, Kershaw six years ago was the last pitcher to win MVP. Yeah. Even, like, honestly, you can make an argument for Castellanos, too. Castellanos is having a fucking year at the plate. Um, I think I think Winker and Castellanos are going to be silver sluggers in the outfield for the NL this year. Um, it's crazy that the Reds have two like legitimate MVP candidates, just, and they're just still they're still good. third place in a very mid division. They're still just not good. Yeah, they still have the pitching. They just do not have pitchers whatsoever. I don't know. I'm I'm really. And on Degrom winning MVP, he's just been he's been otherworldly this season. Degrom, and I think Degrom should definitely be in high consideration for MVP. I mean, Sion, I mean, it's not even a fucking question. But no, not a question at all. But I mean, like, let, let's just think about this. Degrom has allowed how many earned runs this season? Like, he's allowed like four or five earned runs in total already. He's driven in more runs as a batter. I think the only argument, the only person in the ballpark. Uh, this year for argument is Gossman, who is admitted Gossman, having a great season. But yes, but it, compared to DeGrom, it's just like there's no comparing to DeGrom. I, we're, I mean, it, we, just, we should just be so lucky that we're seeing uh, two really generational seasons in the NL, because this if DeGrom wasn't doing what he was doing, Gossman would be getting a ton of press for what he's doing, because he has a like a 1.4 ERA through like 14 starts. 
he's absolutely just having a phenomenal start to the year. But he's getting overshadowed. And he came out of nowhere too. He was not someone that they thought of as like a big guy going into this season. He was seen as a depth piece, depth piece for the Giants, I believe. I don't think he was supposed to be their ace. <laughs> yeah, but um, Spider Tech's crazy, man. Spider Tech do be kind of crazy. <laughs> that shit is crazy. We should talk about the Spider Tech on another day. <laughs> I'm kind of surprised we haven't brought it up yet because I think of, I'll think about it on like Tuesday or Wednesday, thinking like, yeah, we should probably talk about this Spider Tech stuff. And then Friday will roll around. It just completely it, slips my mind as we don't even talk about baseball. The thing is, it's it. just, at this point, it's kind of over. If it kicks up again, we definitely have to talk. It got ridiculous for like a little bit, but now it's kind of dying down. I mean, it, it is. it was kind of funny to look at the spin rates after the fact and see who's re- who's been a uh, spider tech merchant the whole time. Power. He was a fucking. He was a COVID merchant and spider tag merchant this whole fucking time. It's crazy. It's they, crazy. That's really crazy how the Dodgers spend like million, hundreds of millions on fucking Chris Archer with an attitude. Okay, that's a little disrespectful to Bauer. No, it's not. It's a little bit. I mean, come on. Hey, Chris Archer was fucking good in his day. He was good until he went. Until he left Tampa. He's back. He came back to Tampa. He, he came back to Tampa, and he's still pretty all right. He, he, he can only – he's a dome merchant. That's crazy. In baseball. Yeah. Imagine being the dome merchant in baseball. <laughs> the New York – the uh, New Orleans Saints of baseball. That's crazy. <laughs> well, uh, that's, Roger Center's a dome too, but they only put it up when it's uh, bad weather. They only put it up when they need to put yeah. it up. Why would they? No. Can we talk about just before we wrap the episode up? They play in fucking Florida. Why do you have I a mean, dome? It's one thing if you had a retractable dome for like when it's hurricane season. It's literally like Florida. If it's not yeah, hurricane it's like, season, it doesn't. It's. <sighs> mm, it's so fucking stupid. When it's not, obviously when it's not hurricane season. So technically, right now it is hurricane season in Florida. It always is. So it'd be well, only from June to November, technically. Only yeah, only half the year. Only half. Well, yeah, half the year. No, <laughs> only half the year. You know. But I think like yeah, they should really only have the. If you're gonna have a dome stadium like that, only have the dome up if you need the dome up. And I get that a retractable dome might be a little more expensive, and ownership doesn't I, like. There's money. not even income Fuck tax. You. Your stadium is an abomination to the sport of baseball. Fix it. It needs to be fucking torn down. It's the worst stadium in baseball. Not even Honestly, if the Rays relocated, how many people are actually going to be upset about that? Zero. No one even fucking cares about Tampa that. Tampa doesn't care about their baseball team. They really It do. took Tom Brady to make them care about the Buccaneers this season. And even then, that's be real. a fucking challenge. Yeah. So, like, Tampa is not really Tampa, that big of a sports Tampa team. Tampa does not deserve any sports teams. I don't know why there's multiple there. Honestly, bring the Rays – move the Rays to Montreal. Let's be honest. That'd be kind of hard. I, I would welcome that. But Montreal Canada, has a stadium waiting to be used. Canada does deserve another. Granted, would I put if – I, if I were to put a – a team, another team in Canada, I would probably put a Western team in there just for parity purposes, but like 
I, I mean, I'd probably put one in like Vancouver or something like that, just because I think West Coast Canada would probably benefit from it. But I mean, Montreal does deserve a baseball team. The Expos had a diehard fan base back in the day. They Montreal would get would sell out so many. The Montreal teams. Expos are the Supersonics of baseball. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how good attendance was for the Supersonics, but I think that's a pretty good comparison, all things considered. Just uh, To be fair, though, the counterpart to the Expos has won a championship, and the Thunder are still ringless. So. Got all those picks, though? The counterpart to the Expos? Isn't the Nationals? The Nationals won it two years ago. Yeah, but isn't the Nationals the the team that took over for the Expos. Yeah. Yeah, and they won a ring. Oh, wait. Oh, I th- yeah. Yeah, they did win a ring. That's what I was saying. I thought you said they haven't won a ring, and I was like... The Thunder haven't. And yeah, the Thunder haven't, no. That's what I'm saying. But the Thunder have at least, like, you know, they've come close a few they, times. They've made the finals, but... They did not win a ring. They have not, no. But, I mean, no, I think it's a pretty accurate comparison to make. It's not a perfect one, but I think it is a pretty good one. You can wrap it up there, though. All right. So that will do it for episode number 150 of I'm Walking Here. We made it. Made it. What a surprise. 150. I can't believe we made it here. That's crazy. It's almost like we haven't missed a week. Hey, uh, you know... Thank you for 150 weeks. Thank you for listening to this episode. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at IWH Podcast. You can follow myself on Twitter at ENMCusick. That is spelled C-O-S-I-C-K. You can follow Bryce on Twitter at It's Beerus, I-T-S-B-R-I-Z-Z. Thank you for listening, and have a great day.